from what's on to what matters. It's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. We all sat excited yesterday as we watched the penalty shootout. Those of us who got up at 3am weren't quite happy that uh, the result didn't come until 7 o'clock because we could have had four hours extra sleep in. But the Socceroos' penalty triumph over Peru is set to inject $15 million into the governing body's coffers. Not only that, there is a huge hope that it will flow on into the game, not only in Australia, but locally and regionally. Joining me on the line now to discuss the opportunities that we have before us is Northern New South Wales Football CEO, David Eland. Good morning, David. Hi, Tracy. How are you going? I'm good, thank you. Were you up at 3am yesterday morning or did you... Do you uh... need to ask? <laughs> no, I, I, I really of, don't, of, I don't think. Of, of, of course I was and... Uh... <laughs> Unlike the game the previous week, I didn't get to go back to bed because the adrenaline was just pumping. Um, yeah, what a, what a morning, hey? Oh, man. It, it, and what, what it means for, you know, I mean, all of us were just sitting there imagining, you know, this is the fifth year now, the fifth time now that we've, we've qualified. We go back to that, uh, to that game all those years ago when, uh, you know, we'd had a 32-year hiatus from the World mm. Cup. What does it mean locally? I mean, I know that uh, that the last few years have been really tough for football, you know, locally and and throughout northern New South Wales as a result of COVID. What will this do to the game? Yeah, and and the floods, you know, the floods up north have had a devastating impact up in in football far north coast. It, it's a it's it's a huge boost for the game. Uh, you know, to qualify for the fifth consecutive World Cup, I'm not sure that um, you know everyone quite appreciates what a, what a huge achievement that is, particularly when you, you know, consider that, that Italy, football powerhouse, are not going to their mm. second consecutive World Cup. So it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. And look, what it's going to mean for the game locally is, uh, you know, we're going to have Australia competing in the world's largest sporting event uh, literally a month before registration starts for the next season. So uh, it's perfect you know, the timing. Very, ah, oh, it's perfect. Mm. You know, the very you know best footballers in the world are going to be front and centre, and uh, you know we'll we'll need to to leverage that and uh, make sure that we are, are giving you know girls and boys who are inspired by the Socceroos, making sure that uh, you know they know about the opportunities to play our great game. So. You know, we've already started doing some planning. We'll, we'll likely bring forward our recruitment advertising campaign back into December. You know, the final is on December the 19th. Mm. So we'll probably be bringing our recruitment campaign early um, so that kids can, can register when they're inspired. And the other thing we'll be doing is having um, you know, t- taster sessions. We have a great program called Miru's Kickoff which, uh, you know, we can activate, you know, uh, all over the place very easily and it gives kids an opportunity to have a, a taster of our game for a short period and then we link them into a club after that. So, yeah, what an opportunity because, you know, it has, it has been hard, a few hard years, Tracy, no doubt about that with, with COVID. Uh, our participation has dropped from, um, you know, the heights of 2019. That was the year where more people than ever played our game and, you know, 20 and 21 have been tough, um, and now we've got the floods in, uh, in, in, in 22. So we're about uh, 3% down in 2019. Yeah. So we see this as a huge opportunity to bounce back. And then, of course, we've got the FIFA Women's World Cup, mm. which uh, is, uh, is in 2023. So 
massive opportunities for the game. Massive. It, it really is. And not only does it, you know, the cash injection into the coffers of... Uh of Football Australia, that's uh, that's nothing to be sneezed at either. The fifteen million dollars that comes in just from qualifying, and every every mm. step further we go is is more money in there. Yeah. But you know, I mean. <laughs> We do have uh, the World Cup is happening in Qatar, as we know, which is why it's been moved to November instead of the middle of the year. For all the negatives of uh, of Qatar in November, man, that is a huge positive to you, isn't it? The fact that instead of it happening now, yeah. it's happening at, at the time when your registrations are, it uh, are happening. It is, it is just, yeah. it is perfect. When look, you're never you're never going to um, you know begrudge the, the soccerers or the Matildas playing in a World Cup. But, but timing-wise, when it's on in the middle of the year, it, it is hard to, to leverage because, you know, teams are already picked, competitions are already happening. So kids that are inspired, yes, you know, we might be able to run some kickoff programs, but a lot of our volunteers are just busy, you know, running their clubs and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and doing what they do every other year. So the timing is just absolutely perfect. Uh, you know, usually our television... The, are um, you know full of cricket at that time of the year, mm-hmm. uh, and now they're going to be full of, of football <laughs> of the and soccerers. Yeah, so, it, uh, it's just be, wonderful. It'll be awesome. Yeah, it'll be it'll be absolutely awesome. Now, what about our elite players? I know, uh, you know Northern New South Wales has got a fantastic elite program. What do you think it means for those young kids to be able to uh, to aspire to to head towards a World Cup? Yeah, look, I think it's 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 a reminder of the unique opportunities that our game uh, can provide. And what, what I really hope is, I, I read in, in today's paper that uh, the Jets who are now training, the Jets Academy that are now training mostly in the mornings uh, out, out here at our facility, I believe they are all watching on our screens and, uh, and we're really excited. Um, what, I, what I hope is the main takeaway out of yesterday is that they get an understanding of what dedication it takes to be a professional athlete. You know, talent will get you so far, and and clearly, you know, talent is very, very important. But, you know, when you listen to Graham Arnold yesterday talking about, uh, you know, the dedication, the sacrifices that those players, um, you know, all of them made to qualify for the World Cup, I really hope that that, you know, inspires young players that, uh, it's not just about talent. They have to work really hard and they have to be dedicated, particularly in a game like ours where there are so many players uh, and there are, you know, and there's so many talented players that want to be professional. Uh, you know, what what are you going to do as an individual player that's going to be different, that's going to make you stand out? And I, I've got no doubt uh, that that would have inspired, you know, thousands of talented young footballers yesterday whether they be, be male or female, about about what it takes, um, you know, to, to, to represent your country in a World Cup it was it was it was just an awesome morning. Awesome. It was. It was. It was a great uh, advertisement for uh, for football in this uh, in this country. There's no doubt about that. So, when will we start to see what you've uh, what you're going to be doing? How are we going to to start to know what uh, where our kids can go and how we can expose them to uh, to this wonderful game? Yeah, well, thank, thankfully, you know, we've got a, a strategic plan and, uh, you know, our strategic plan is, is very focused on, on participation. That's our, our number one strategic priority. So it'll just mean that we'll, um, you know, now have the opportunity to do things uh, a little bit earlier. Uh, we'll be employing some more people very soon. So the government recently announced a $10 million legacy fund for the FIFA Women's World Cup. 
So we're going to have uh, we're going to be increasing our workforce to take to take full advantage of, of, of that funding, and uh, you know the synergies now with uh, the Socceroos in, uh, in in the Men's World Cup, you know, just can't can't be ignored. So uh, we'll start you know formalising those plans, and uh, and most importantly, we'll be talking to our our stakeholders, the the affiliated clubs and the zones in particular, just to make sure that you know we're all working together, uh, you know, and trying to. Uh, take advantage of the of the opportunity because just just qualifying and participating in a World Cup is is great, but now we have to take advantage mm. of it, invest and leverage, uh, and make sure that uh, you know we inspire, we encourage as many young girls and boys to play our game as possible. And look, that's uh, that's the main thing, isn't it? That's the takeout. It, it's wonderful for the elite uh, level. It's fantastic, but it's that grassroots, as you said, the, the you know the additional staff that you're going to be able to employ. It, yeah. It's going right, right down into the grassroots, and, and yeah, that's it, why it was so it important. Is. And you know, Trace, I increasingly you know talk to, to parents. I, I was talking to a parent on on the weekend whose whose kids stopped playing in 2020 because their club didn't play that year. They were one of the you know, 30-odd clubs, unfortunately, in the Hunter mm-hmm. region that didn't play that year. And uh, and so this gentleman's kids, a uh, boy and a girl, stopped playing in 2020 because their, their club didn't participate, and, they, and they've never returned to the game. Mm-hmm. And he was just expressing to me uh, how concerned he was, particularly about his young lad, who had become uh, very focused on on gaming mm. and and passive pursuits. So I, I'll, I'm sure there's a lot of parents out there that will be wanting to you know take advantage of this to get their kids being you know having you know healthy and active lifestyles again. There's a uh, you know I, I know there's no, it's not only it's not only uh, football. I was involved in a, in a meeting yesterday with Sport New South Wales, and there are host of sports in the forum. And uh, you know, there's most sports have suffered um, losses in participation through through the pandemic because people just haven't been active. It's just been too easy just to sit at home in lockdowns and not do anything. So. Yeah, great opportunity for football, and we'll, we'll take full advantage. Absolutely, I look forward to uh, to seeing it all roll out. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks, mate. I appreciate your thank time. Thank you for your support, Tracy. Bye-bye. Always, thank you. Bye. That is the CEO of Northern New South Wales Football, David Eland. And uh, yes, when you watch that on television last night or yesterday or whenever you uh, you watched it back. You know, to, to think the ramifications are enormous when uh, when it comes down to uh, to employing people here in Newcastle and the Hunter. It really makes you realise how important and how significant it was that uh, the Socceroos qualified yesterday. Not to mention we've got the Women's World Cup coming here. It is a great time to be a football fan in Australia. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines, what it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from nine on Newcastle Live.